his painfully feigned youth, he now aspired to the honours of age. It was his latest, quite vain wish that people should say of him, Grand old boy. Be meaning to look you up for a long time. Trouble about a place like this is one so darn busy. One gets in a groove and loses touch. Doesn't do to lose touch. We limeys have to stick together. You shouldn't hide yourself away, Frank, you old hermit. I remember a time when you lived not so far away. Did I? On my soul, I believe you're right. That takes one back a bit. It was before we went to Beverly Hills. Now, of course, as you know, we're in Bel Air. But to tell the truth, I'm getting a bit restless there. I've got a bit of land out on Pacific Palisades, just waiting for building costs to drop. Where was it I used to live? Just across the street, wasn't it? Just across the street, twenty years or more ago, when this neglected district was the centre of fashion, Sir Francis, in prime middle age, was then the only knight in Hollywood, the doyen of English society, chief scriptwriter in megalopolitan pictures, and president of the cricket club. Then the young or youngish Ambrose Abercrombie used to bounce about the lots in his famous series of fatiguing roles, acrobatic, heroic, historic, and come almost nightly to Sir Francis for refreshment. English titles abounded now in Hollywood, several of them authentic, and Sir Ambrose had been known to speak slightingly of Sir Francis as a Lloyd George creation. The seven-league boots of failure had carried the old and aging man far apart. Sir Francis had descended to the publicity department, and now held rank, one of a dozen, as vice-president of the cricket club. His swimming pool, which had once flashed like an aquarium with the limbs of long-departed beauties, was empty now, and cracked and overgrown with weed. Yet there was a chivalric bond between the two. "'How are things at Megalo?' asked Sir Ambrose. "'Greatly disturbed. We're having trouble with Juanito del Pablo.' "'Lassus, languid and lustful? Those are not the correct epithets. She is, or rather was— Surly, lustrous, and sadistic. I should know because I composed the phrase myself. It was a smash hit, as they say, and set a new note in personal publicity. Miss Del Pablo had been a particular protege of mine from the first. I remember the day she arrived. Poor Leo brought her for her eyes. She was called Baby Aronson then. Splendid eyes and a fine head of black hair. So Leo made her Spanish. He had most of her nose cut off and sent her to Mexico for six weeks to learn flamenco singing. Then he handed her over to me. I named her. I made her an anti-fascist refugee. I said she hated men because of her treatment by Franco's moors. That was a new angle then. It caught on, and she was really quite good in her way, you know, with a truly horrifying natural scowl. Her legs were never photogenique, but we kept her in long skirts and used an understudy for the lower half in scenes of violence. I was proud of her, and she was good for another ten years' work at least. And now there's been a change of policy at the top. We're only making healthy films this year to please the League of Decency. So poor Juanita has to start at the beginning again as an Irish Colleen. They've bleached her hair and dyed it vermilion. I told them Colleen's were dark— but the Technicolor men insisted. She's working ten hours a day learning the brogue. 
and to make it harder for the poor girl, they've pulled all her teeth out. She never had to smile before, and her own set was good enough for a snarl. Now she'll have to laugh roguishly all the time. That means dentures. I've spent three days trying to find a name to please her. She's turned everything down. Maureen? There are two here already. Deirdre? No one could pronounce it. Una? Sounds Chinese. Bridget? Too common. The truth is, she's in a thoroughly nasty temper. Sir Ambrose, in accordance with local custom, had refrained from listening. Ah, he said, healthy films, all for them. I said to the Knife and Fork Club, I've always had two principles throughout all my life in motion pictures. Never do before the camera what you would not do at home, and never do at home what you would not do before the camera. He enlarged his theme while Sir Francis...